0: Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Mark, and as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Micah. How's it going, guys?
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back. How's it going? You guys have a good week? Yes, sir. Got quite a bit of gaming in this weekend. What about you? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, You know. Got got some gaming in, played a couple pretty similar games, um, but <clears throat> about the only ones I got to play this week was school and everything. You broke up a little bit there, Mark. What, what were you saying? Oh, yeah, just got some gaming in this weekend, uh, but didn't get to really play much during the week or anything.
1: Gotcha. understand that. What about you, Micah?
2: Yeah, about the same. I was able to play a little bit this weekend, but uh, school started back up this week, so uh, I have been uh, nose to the grindstone. It's been been uh, kind of a crazy couple of first days back. So,
1: yep, I understand that. Well, it's time for another episode, fellas. It is. Anyone want to kick us off with some news this week? Well, I don't have any news this week. Uh,
0: just with school and everything, I haven't had time to really look for anything. So it's on
1: you guys this week. Passing the torch, are you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Nothing wrong with that. Nah, I'm sure we've got plenty to keep us going to de- this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, so I, can, I can... Uh, Yeah, I'll start with one. I, it's a little. It's just a little news story. It's nothing. Um, detailed right now but uh there is going to be uh a new saints row game that comes out so um they are uh uh, they teased it and um it's supposed to be coming out along uh sometime this week they're going to announce it so i was pretty excited about that i've I've been a fan of the saints row um franchise um although i do think that the older games are a little bit better than the new ones. I think the last really good Saints Row was Saints Row 2. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what this one is like. And uh, hopefully it's it's not quite as silly as the newer uh, entries. But um, it should be interesting, at least.
0: Yeah, Mike, I I think uh, a lot of people feel the same way you do. I I heard about this uh, one day last week. But um, a lot of people were saying they hope it's more in line with Saints Row 1 and 2 than it is 3 and 4. And, um, you know, like, like you said, the newer entries. Uh, I didn't mind 3, but 4
1: was too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, they got a little silly. So did they give much detail about it? Or?
2: Uh, no, we just know that it's uh, going to be revealed um, at Gamescom opening night, which is uh, tomorrow. Um, so it'll be uh, tomorrow afternoon. So uh,
1: we're recording this on the 24th, so that's going to be the 25th.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. On the 25th at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll be at work, unfortunately, but uh, I will check it out as soon as uh, I leave. So the tweet I saw, um, it was like from
0: you know whoever makes it, their page. Uh, I saw it through Reddit, but um, it looked like a it was like a wall. And then in like the um, you know iconic Saints Row purple, it, it looked like it said remaster. Uh, do you know if there's any word on it, like one and two getting a remaster as
2: well? Um, you know, maybe I saw it wrong, but no, you're right. It was um, on the wall. It said rebooting. So oh okay. Um, so I don't know if it's if it's a uh, you know they're gonna reboot the series or or what it's gonna be. So. Um you know, well, I guess we'll find out uh, tomorrow, but, um, yeah, it, it just, it's, it's strange that the franchise went silent. Um, it, you know, it, it pumped out so many, so many games for a while, then it just kind of went dark. So yeah. who knows what their plans are.
0: Definitely what I'm excited about for sure. I spent a lot of time playing Sancho two, um, and, and three, probably more time in three than I did two, uh, I got into I got into two right at the end of its like life life cycle, um, mm-hmm. and three uh, introduced me to the band Sublime uh, with I can't even remember the characters names, um, but I remember them covering uh, <clears throat> what I got while you're like driving around the city, um, and to this day I can't sing that song without adding like the the ad libs that they add uh, <laughs> during like the breakdown of the song. Um, so I'm
2: definitely excited for this. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll have good news tomorrow and it's not, uh, it's not disappointing. Like, uh, seems some of these, some of the games have been, um, here recently. So.
1: Hopefully so.
2: What else we got, fellas? Well, I got um, another piece of interesting news. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, um, but uh, it's going to be certainly uh, interesting either way. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but uh, Crusader Kings 3 is going to be making the jump from PC to consoles. Um, That is interesting. Yes, it's going to be released for Xbox Series X, S, and PS5. So is it? a not PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, I did not see that on the announcement. Um, looks like looks like the uh, next gen consoles, um, but it was just kind of a quick announcement that I saw. Um, right, but it looks like it looks like next gen only. So interesting, you know, I, with the, you know AAA or well, other
0: AAA titles coming out. Um, And still going to the last gen. I'm I'm surprised. This is one is seemingly not. Um, But you know, I don't typically play games like this on console. But I know one of my buddies. uh, He only has a console, and he tried Stellaris out. um, So I know you know there's definitely a market there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, the same. I play them on PC, but um, I'm never going to be know trashing it uh when when console players get to try out a game like this i think it's i think it's yeah. good um that they have the option to try it even though you know if it were if it were if i had a choice between a console version and a pc version i would i would choose the pc version just i feel like it it controls a little bit more intuitively but um yeah like you said for people who just have a console uh, i think it's a good thing
0: yeah and yeah. I love Crusader Kings too. I haven't, I haven't played this one yet. I know it's on Game Pass, or, or at least it was. Um, yeah, I think so on there, I need to download it and play it. But you know, I always love seeing this game. You know, the Paradox games get a little bit more love than what sometimes feels like a very niche community for games like
1: Crusader Kings
0: and Stellaris. Yep,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that these are better games with mouse keyboard than it is controller, but it is exciting to see it go to console as well.
2: Uh, just to let you guys know, I just looked up the uh, the uh, announcement, and yeah, it is next-gen only. Next-gen only confirmed. And you said Paradox makes that? Uh, Paradox, uh, yes. Yes, it's a Paradox game. Yeah, uh, they had several games
1: that kind of made the jump over to console. Mm-hmm. So they, and they've been accepted pretty well, I think.
2: Yeah, um, I tried the uh, Stellaris game on console. Um, I think it it played pretty well. Um, I just kind of wanted to check it out and see see how it felt, and uh, you know, not ideal, but it wasn't it wasn't a total botch. So uh, they they are uh, they're usable. Yeah, and uh, what is it, City Skylines? It went over as well. Yep. yep.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine play that on ps4 uh
0: and he put quite a lot of time into it which i was you know i don't want to say impressed by uh but you know given the type of game that it is uh, well
2: i'll say i'm impressed by that um i'll go i'll be so bold uh (laughs) that that game is a little little uh hard for me at least on on a controller um but uh yeah so yeah I'm, i'm impressed um you know
0: i i said i didn't have any news uh but since you brought that game up it reminded me that a couple of weeks ago i mentioned um a n- new story that i would bring up the following week but then i think we i think that was the week we did the humankind special um so if y'all don't mind i'll i'll throw that out real quick uh of <laughs> so, so have you guys heard of the game
2: the forgotten city Yes, I have. Um, started off as a mod for Elder Scrolls game. Yeah,
0: it, it was. Uh, so it was, um, it was a mod for Skyrim, and I don't know much about what it was like as a mod or how 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 it was implemented into the game or you know how much the story of the mod follows what the game is going to be. Um, but basically, the guy who made it, <clears throat> uh got like this grant or you know it was like won all these awards and then I think Bethesda actually gave him like a grant or something. Um and he ended up performing uh, a small game studio um and I'm trying to find the name of it now. Uh I've, i saved a story about it on Reddit, but um but basically it's like him and like I think a team of like five people. Um but they're they're going through and they're they're making it a full game. Um And I'll just read a quick uh, excerpt about what the game is going to be about. Um, So it says, Travel 2,000 years into the past and relive the final days of a cursed Roman city where if one person sins, everyone dies. Combat is an option, but violence will only get you so far. Only by questioning an intertwined community of colorful characters, cleverly exploiting the time loop and making different moral choices, can you help to solve the epic mystery here, your decisions matter, and the fate of the city is in your hands. Um, so this is like an AMA that he did, uh, and you know, I didn't read through all of it, but uh, the the concept of the game sounds really cool to me. Uh, I love like
1: ancient Rome. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I know he said like I don't, I don't,
0: I don't know like why you go back in time, but like you, you start out, I guess, in modern day. Because um, he says like one of the things that you'll have is like a flashlight and like the the Roman citizens like will react to like any of like the modern technology you
2: have. Um, so I'm like super interested to see that side of things. Yeah, that's cool. How a Praetorian will react if you checked your cell phone or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's also this is a small thing, but. Uh, it's also confirmed to have achievements which I'm really excited about because I love achievements Absolutely. Uh, but yeah I mean just a quick thing I wanted to bring up uh, you know it's, it's going to be an open world game um, which if it's anything like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood I mean obviously you're not going around Rome but um, you know the architecture and, and the feeling that that game uh, that Brotherhood brought uh, is like I still love
2: that game. Um, so I just I have a lot of high hopes for this one. for sure. I, I know we we briefly mentioned it um, off uh, recording, but uh, I uh, after you mentioned it, I actually went and looked at some gameplay videos uh, on YouTube and it looks pretty wild. So if anyone uh, thinks that this game sounds interesting interesting to them, just just google uh, the Forgotten City gameplay and check out some videos. it's It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, one of the videos I saw, like, a statue, like, comes to life and, like, shoots someone with her bow and arrow. Yeah. And, uh, that person, like, turns into a statue. Yep. Yeah, I think we watched the same one. That that was wild. Yeah, that that's, like, the kind of, like, I can't wait for that stuff. Um, and I know it's, like, you, you create your own character and everything, which is kind of cool. Um, and it says you have to, like, choose your backstory and everything. So I'm wondering if that'll come into play. Um, but, yeah, this game looks really good. Um, I think, you know, I'll definitely be checking it out. And like, okay, I think when we were t- talking about it off recording, you would say that they it's not going to be $60. Um, but I can't remember. Do you remember the price that you yeah. said that uh, found?
2: on Steam? Um, it looks like um, it was let me just Google it, make sure I'm not saying something wrong. Yeah, it's uh $24.99. So yeah, that's super reasonable. <clears throat> I'll go as far to say is that's probably gonna be a day one purchase for me. Oh, I hear you,
0: man. That's a bold statement. That is bold. Well, you know, for, for 25 bucks, it, it's, I think it'll be worth checking out for $25. I mean, if Bethesda's giving you money to make a game off
2: a of mod you made for their game. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that the concept at least is original enough that, you know, it, it definitely, it definitely warrants my interest. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll have to let us know how it is, Mark. Yeah, I'll definitely keep you guys
0: updated. Uh, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Um, or if there's um, been, a, 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 there's been a, a time given?
2: Um, uh, it looks like you can purchase it now on Steam. It, it says uh, on Steam, release date was July 28, 2021. Did I miss it? <laughs> Must have, yeah. Wow, well, okay. I, I thought didn't it know, was still... I didn't know it was... Yeah, I thought it was uh, still in development, like in early access, but it says release, so... So not day one? Yeah. <laughs> Well i'm checking I'm checking the uh, Microsoft store now yeah and just make um, sure make sure this isn't like the pc version they were releasing a, a console version later maybe that was the thing but yeah on, on Steam here it's showing that it is released yeah it's it, it's not even
0: in the uh, Microsoft store from what I can see um, let me check Google. Give me two seconds here. no worries. Okay, it does say July twenty eighth, but it doesn't come up in the store for me. Um, so that's ret- weird. Retract my former statement. Uh, I guess I will. I'll keep you updated. I'll probably try and pick it up pretty soon then.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so on Steam, it's twenty four ninety nine, and then according to this Google search uh, on the Microsoft Store, it's twenty nine ninety nine. So, so uh, Xbox oh, yeah. getting their five dollar cut. So that's all right another five dollars not really a big deal in the long run and Uh, it is xbox one x enhanced
0: so i will i'll keep you guys uh updated uh as soon as i purchase it i guess uh and we'll just it'll be day one it'll be my day one
2: exactly hey man a little stealth release man it gets the best of us all yep
1: yep (laughs) Hey mark now you don't have to wait you know
2: that's true that's true maybe
0: I will have an update for you guys sooner than I thought. Can't wait to hear it. But yeah, that's, uh, that's all I had then.
1: Cool. Oh,
2: cool. Right. You got any, uh, new stories for us?
1: Well, guys, uh, you're going to be proud of me. I'm actually going the game pass route this week. Hey,
2: um,
1: it's going to bring up an article, uh, Microsoft flight simulator, which is on game pass for PC. Um, is releasing a major expansion. You guys heard about what's going into that? I have not. So I'm, I've never, I don't want to say played Flight Simulator, but uh, I've never experienced, we'll go with that word, Flight Simulator. Um, but the new expansion is will include an eight-player racing mode that allows players to fly World War II-era planes at break, breakneck speeds to prove who's the best pilot. Damn. That sounds pretty cool. It does sound cool. Um, so anyway, I was I saw this article and I was like, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, it'll also include electric air taxis. But obviously, the uh,
2: World War II airplanes racing sounds much more fun. For sure. I, if it's like my other experiences with Flight Simulator, I'll have a hard time taking off. So uh, there's that. But World War Two planes—you've you've got my interest immediately, right? So, I, I
1: after I read this article, I just started checking out some YouTube gameplay on it. This
2: simulator looks beautiful. Oh yeah, the graphics are unreal.
0: I think there's kind of a debate though, or um, uh, going on between the community about I think that like hardcore players uh, are pretty pissed that it's, it's on console. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think for, you know, the hardcore fans, um, you know, they, they don't see it. Flight Sim is like, not like a a game to them as it is like a, a training, you know, for, you
2: know, pilots and stuff. Uh, Uh,
1: That's exactly why I said, I, I've never,
2: I didn't want to say I haven't
1: played it, but I I haven't experienced
2: it. it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, good distinction there
0: yeah i mean i I grew up my dad i think i've mentioned before he had like a joystick um in like 2004 2005 um and he had like some of the older uh flight sims so i I played those a lot um but when i was in high school he started he started the process to get his pilot's license and so he actually ended up buying like a whole setup um, so he's got like you know all the I don't know all the all the terms of what they do, but you know, like all the levers and yeah, but like and, so
2: like the throttle and all that, like the Hoda stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Exactly. Um that's cool. And for a while, I mean he put in he put in a lot of time, like you know, he would use it to you know run the pattern um and, and practice, you know. Obviously, you know, practicing landing in that is different, but uh, you know, it's it it beats, you know, on a Monday night when you can't go do a flight lesson you can just boot up your pc and and kind of get some stuff in but right. but yeah because him and i were actually talking about that about it being kind of a a, a hot point
2: for some people That's so interesting i you know i, I don't want i'm not gonna uh, you know accuse anybody of anything but it's it's i just don't think it's ever a good thing to try to like gatekeep what you enjoy. I think it's good that the things that you enjoy, other people can possibly enjoy it as well. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Um, but but I'm seeing it. I see it a lot with uh, more niche games um, or niche software, I should say. Um, I will drop this off. This is, this is kind of, it's sort of related, but you don't know, always have to drop in like ancient game trivia. So if you guys want to um, take a look at an old-school flight game. It's one of the fl- first flight games I ever played. It was a PC-DOS release back in 1991, okay? Check out Chuck Yeager's Air Combat. Just Google that, and then get back to me. Just, just right. going to drop that on you. Uh, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> A lot of good memories of me playing that on my pc that ran windows 32 he says came out in 19, yeah 1991 91 i see some images of it Yep, yeah, i had a little i had a little 15 dollar joystick and uh i'd be flying around my little mig jet and uh be bombing convoys in this game um, but yeah check it out chuck yeager's air combat uh, i think it technically is is freeware now i think the uh the license is expired, so you can probably find this online to play for free. Um, just dropping that out there.
0: You know the uh, for nineteen ninety one, the graphics don't. I mean, they don't look bad, and they almost look like something that you would see today in like an indie game.
2: It's got that that uh, like pixel art. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. stylized pixel art that you see now. That's a like a choice. Back then, it was like <laughs> top of the line. You know what I mean? <laughs> But this game was—I just remember it being hard. Like you had to remember the switches and everything, take off and, and land. And it was—it was—it uh, was pretty cool. So, um, just thought I'd bring that up when we were talking about a flight sim.
1: Yeah, Micah was back in the day playing this, and these graphics are beautiful.
2: Oh, I was like, this is amazing. This is it the, doesn't it the doesn't greatest. get any better, does it? No, absolutely not. And you know, now it looks like they were made <laughs> by like a toddler on my on like Microsoft Paint, but um back in 91 man this this was next this was next level yeah well it's pretty neat yeah i mean I've, i'd never heard of it so just just thought i'd drop that drop a little extra knowledge there appreciate you doing that micah hey man it's, it's what i'm here for it's what, it's what people so come can, back to here we can always count on you absolutely oh uh.
1: Uh, I do think that the simulators are getting a bit out of hand. Uh, other than that, uh, <laughs> I saw that. there. I know we've talked about farming simulator, flight simulator now. Um, you know, I do the iRacing. It's, it's a racing simulator. I've seen all kinds of things online. Bus simulator. Yeah. The latest one I saw was lawn mowing. Lawn mower simulator. Now, Ryan, I'm going to admit, I almost got that. Uh, I, well, I was gonna bring this up. I wanted to I want to have a little discussion about that one actually. I actually saw a guy playing this, and it looks like you run your own lawn mowing business. Yes.
2: So it actually looks kind of interesting. And here's my here's my uh, reasoning, okay. And this is the most middle-aged white guy thing you're ever gonna hear <laughs> me say, okay. But I enjoy mowing my grass and if I have, if I go for a while without mowing, I'm like, ah, I kind of miss it. So I thought, man, I could pick this up. Um, if I, if I couldn't mow, like, you know, when it's off season or if it's raining or whatever, I could go in to the the computer room. I could put on my podcast that I listen to, uh, while I mow and I could just mow virtual lawns just to you get, get, get your fix. fix. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and just use a qu- way nicer equipment than I own and put nice little stripes in the lawns. But yeah, so that's, that's the most dad thing you'll probably hear me say. Um, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't think you can ever g- come back from that one.
2: I know it's, it's, it's an issue. Yeah,
1: you know? hey, they got several different models of lawnmowers ready to go. But
2: I'm saying, man, that's what I'm saying. Hey,
1: it's got mostly positive reviews, all 528 of them.
2: What's funny is if you look at the critical reviews, they're saying more dad stuff than me. They're talking about like they they think that the game shows the grass being cut too low. <laughs> so. There it is, you know. See,
1: what I mean? here's what's funny for me is I don't enjoy mowing my lawn, but I think I would enjoy the business aspect of this. Yeah, yeah that that would be kind of cool, kind of a
0: unique spin on you know. It's <clears throat> you can probably argue there with that one. It it, it is a little bit more than a, just a, I guess just a simulator. You know what I mean? Right.
1: But I I cannot bring myself to pay what is it thirty bucks?
2: Yes, yeah, too much. That's a winter sale waiting to happen. Yep, exactly. I'm going to be sitting in the house, unable to mow. It's going <laughs> to pop up 50% off, and they're going to get me.
1: Micah, I'm telling you, man, you need to really try a farming simulator.
2: You know, I need to.
1: Because you're doing the same
2: thing, but with a tractor. That's true. That is true. I, yeah, you're, you, you you know, you're satisfying, you're, you know, cutting down your crops and all that. Yeah, so. you're you're plowing the field,
1: you know, seeding, you know seed in the field harvest yeah. in the field you know for Kenny Chesney
2: told us all women think tractors are sexy that he did he did he uh he, he stepped out on that limb for for all us uh, gentlemen so uh, respect Kenny
0: yeah so you know you wouldn't even you know no shame in putting in the hours in the farming simulator yeah uh, well, I tell well, you what, you can make
1: money now so yeah and there's a following even for this lawnmower simulator already because I went to Steam just to check
2: it out while we were talking about it. And there's a live stream going on. So that's wild. One of my favorite little reviews for it was uh, this is the most realistic lawnmowing simulator ever. Uh, when you're running your business, you can barely make ends meet. <laughs> so <laughs> there it is.
1: Uh, that's funny. But I was watching like a, like a gameplay video on it just to see. And you have to like go out and pick up the sticks in the yard and everything. See,
2: I don't do that. I don't do that in real life. You just plow through it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Get you a lawnmower where that can do both. Yeah, man. I got. I got a. Uh, you got mulching blades. Listen, my my deck is metal. Right? I don't have no plastic deck, so we're not we're not playing that game in my yard. You ain't scared of no stick. Heck, heck no, man. Now if it's if it's thick enough, yeah, I'll pick it up. But if it's a little stick. Pff, you know every yard needs a little bit of mulch mm, i'll tell you what yeah, it's gonna <laughs> drop the
1: review down for uh, micah i know Gotta they're pick gonna pick up a
2: ridden. stick he's not a real he's not a real mowing enthusiast yeah oh man
1: we got deep on that topic
2: yeah hey man it is what it is
1: oh so anyway moving on um did you guys see there's a new ps5 model that came out i've heard- seen the memes <laughs> talk but i haven't i haven't seen it somebody mentioned it to me i have seen so many articles saying that sony has quietly launched a new revised ps5 mo- model and i'm like oh really i'm like because they don't even have any in stock um uh, but apparently it's just a new screw on the base yeah that's it <laughs> that that appears to be it the stand is different and it has a new screw same functionality it's a little bit different. Yeah. Is it same price? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one <laughs> so one has a. Is- uh, apparently, the screw you used to have to use a screwdriver for, uh, but now it had it like sticks out where you can use your thumbs to turn it. It's got like a uh, grips on it. You know, I just.
0: I'm kind of surprised that they felt like that was a big enough issue. I mean, maybe there's enough outcry against it, but but to make was, a
1: If you can get your hands on PS5, I don't think you're worried about screw. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah.
2: But you know
0: what? Maybe some people were. Maybe that was the defining thing. Micah, have
1: you had any issues with your screw?
2: No, um, because, you know, I like mowing yards, so I have a screwdriver at the house. <laughs> uh, but I could see, you know, some like ultra nerd, not having a screwdriver. So, um, you know, I don't know if you're ultra nerd, you got to have the, the screwdriver. That's what I'm saying. PC, that but, is you know? true. That is true. So I don't know, man. I don't know what the issue is then. Is it maybe it's like a regional, like a regional issue. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I just didn't think it would be such a, uh, uh, such a sticking point that they would literally you know, re-engineer the entire base to, to have a different, to have a different screw. It just seems like a Nintendo move. Yeah. Nuts. It gets better.
1: Um, You still need a screwdriver to get to the M2
2: slot. So it only.
1: They only change the screw in the stand.
2: Yes. That's. That's
1: wild. So, Sony decided, hey, we need to have a screw that you can do by hand on the stand, but not to get to your storage. Man.
2: Yeah, that's just, that's weird. That's odd. Yeah, that that sounds like they're taking pages out of Nintendo's book. Yeah, nothing else was changed. That's so strange. Well, it was great clickbait for me. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that'll get, uh, yeah, it'll get you interested at least. I wonder if that means that, like, if I want to sell my model, if I can get extra money if I can say it, it's the original screw design for the for the stand. someday, someday maybe. OG screw design. True, true. I mean, the the fat PS3s kind of
0: became a thing. Yep, are still kind of a thing now. Yeah, I would just call this the fat
2: screw model. And too bad you didn't keep it in your box. I still have the box. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tossed it yet. So, I tossed it listen nobody knows exactly where I live so as long as I just have a different screen name I'll just feel like in the box and I can get one of those little like clear circle stickers to put over it so it looks like it's sealed yeah I bet I bet in a couple
0: of years time I, I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years time that becomes a
2: a hot commodity little little uh collector's item <clears throat> that's just such a weird thing man i guess i'll have a
0: different uh model ps5 than you guys if you I ever will one. you will you guys will shame me from your og club
2: yep <laughs> yep but you can always defend yourself by saying this is the new and improved screw
0: yeah this this screw doesn't have the same problems as your yeah, screw
2: exactly this was re-engineered for consumer uh uh convenience
0: Nice to know Sony is thinking about us. Yep.
2: Thinking about the little man.
1: The little man who doesn't have a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> if you have enough money to buy a PS5.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you can get a little dang screwdriver. Come on. So the, I guess the real question is, Was
0: it? Is it a flathead screw or is it a Phillips head? It's a flat. It's flathead. Okay.
2: Flathead. It uh, looks like uh, Kotaku has images that compare the two screws. Uh, the new screw on the left has a little plastic uh, a head on it that's ribbed on the side uh, for uh, ease of uh, finger tightening. For your um, finger's pleasure. Yeah while, the, uh, yeah, while the original is just flat metal. So uh, if you're interested in knowing what the, real, the new screw looks like, just look up the article on Kotaku and uh, they have the image there. Um, I should also probably just credit the image. Uh, the screenshot comes courtesy of Press Start.
0: So I, d- I did see, though, because um, I, I did try to find some news. I just didn't have time to like look through any articles, so I gave up. But one of the headlines I saw Appreciate was. Appreciate
1: your support, uh, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I tried.
0: Work. I tried. Putting uh, in the work. Hey, I brought back the Forgotten City. That's true. Uh, But I I did see Kotaku had an article headlined, hopefully the new PS5 model will solve the console's weird Wi-Fi issues. Um, Have you guys
1: had any Wi-Fi problems with your models? To be fair, I'm hardwired in. So So am I. I've never really used it. So you guys are not the
2: guys to ask. Nope, uh, I'm hardwired. Um, I mean, Wi-Fi is just finicky on its own, so... Yeah, you know who knows who knows if it's actually a hardware issue and and not like a router issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Wh-
1: when I'm plowing the fields, you know, I gotta make sure I got smooth connectivity.
2: Exactly. <laughs> gotta have pinnacle
1: download speeds. Interesting. Well, hopefully, this will get more more models on the market in, in total too. Uh, maybe, maybe the reason they changed the screw. Because of a supply
2: chain issue and to know. source,
1: another screw,
2: Ryan. That's completely plausible, especially in the age of post COVID. Man, that's a good yeah. point. You
1: never know,
2: yeah. That's, that's that's uh, Ryan dropping the knowledge.
0: So, Micah brings the uh, ancient video game knowledge, Ryan brings the business
2: knowledge, absolutely. I guess we'll find out what I bring eventually. Mark Mark brings the slightly incorrect release date knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of these things is not like (laughs) the others. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: uh, We all have our place, right? That's right. That's right. That's interesting. That's an interesting story, though. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, before doing this podcast, I never really... You know, I, I never really realized how much weird stuff there was going on in the industry. Not to say that, you know, I'm a part of the industry now or anything, but, you know, spending time looking into it and stuff. There's a lot of.
2: Yeah, the more the more time you spend like paying attention to it. Yeah, you do see like little oddities pop up. You're you're right about that. Yeah. Well, Micah, do you have another one? Uh That was it. It was the uh, Saints Row and the. uh ck3 uh information that i had um i do have some some more information but i'll get to that when we talk about what we're playing this week um which i will be talking about a game that should surprise no one so so uh look forward to that all right um i do have some interesting
1: i guess we could go under hardware not not so much hardware review but hardware interesting news um razor mice and keyboards you guys heard the latest on that one no Mm
0: -mm.
1: so apparently there's certain models that have the power to grant administrator powers on
2: windows pcs wait the the mouse and or the (laughs) keyboard can yes so apparently
1: (laughs) what Yeah. So you do not have to be an administrator to do this. But basically, when you plug it in, it triggers like an auto run installation for the software. The plug and play. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, you know, I don't have the whole detail. So I don't want to, you know, call me out on this, but it runs some sort of system update process. Uh huh. And it grants the user administrator powers. Wow. And. Uh, razor is currently working on a fix.
2: <laughs> that's, that's a huge uh, oversight.
1: I'm not even mad at razor miss. I, I just can't believe that Microsoft would allow something so simple to happen like,
2: yeah you plug in a mouse and you gain <laughs> administrator rights like administrator rights. that's like that's like something out of like mission Impossible you know. <laughs> Like you'd see in spy <laughs> movies where you have like a little flash drive. You just stick it in the computer and it like auto hacks the computer. Yeah. That's, that's basically what I What this is. Yeah. But it's a, you're just plugging in like some RGB wireless keyboard. Yes. That's crazy. No one would ever suspect a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, this article I found was on rockpapershotgun.com. But anyway, it's, they said basically the same thing that there's something darkly funny about a plastic RGB rodent bringing down Bringing the downfall of someone's otherwise locked down rig.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, you know, Windows 10 becomes crippled under the might of the razor mouse. Yeah. Hey, you need uh, local admin powers. Uh, just plug in a razor mouse. <laughs> <laughs> just buy one of these for $40. That's incredible. I could have used this when I had my
0: first laptop. Um, when I, when my parents first bought my sister and I, like our very first own laptops um i I don't know if they gave her administrator rights on hers but i didn't have an admin rights on my on mine um and i know why my dad did it i mean he he's a he's an it guy and i was like i don't even know how old 12 13 14 years old um so i get it um but had i had that could have uh could have done yeah some some damage on Steam. (laughs) and <laughs> around it yep be like oh yeah i don't need admin rights dad
2: yeah i've this got is a mouse crazy. so it, it even shows you the instructions I'll, I'll look this up it's on tom's hardware right so uh it, it runs a file called razor okay uh once you start the installation process you choose where to install the software uh and once you're in the file explorer just press shift on your keyboard with right click There's an option from a drop-down menu that says open PowerShell window here. Uh, And this allows you to access window PowerShell. That's just with the shift right click. Yep. So, wow.
0: I got to say that I I don't know that I've ever shift and clicked together. So I probably never would (laughs) have even known. (laughs)
1: No, but it, I mean, it's still just pretty amazing how easy this happened. Yeah, it's not like they installed this and there was a bunch of backdoor things they had to do. You know what I
2: mean? So, yeah, yeah. So odd, <laughs> such an odd little bug. Mm. Go do on, either come of you guys have Microsoft? Get your a Razer keyboard license. or mouse. Uh, I do have a Razer mouse there you go um actually i have two of them uh one i've had for years and years and i i use it as my work mouse so it's literally on my desk at school this this gaudy gaming mouse <laughs> so that's funny yeah mark you have you have razor don't you
0: uh yeah actually the headset i'm i used to record as a razor headset hey um But as far as I know, it does not grant me any special access to anything besides...
1: It'll start shift-clicking.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll I'll get back to you guys on that one. See ya. Get you
2: hooked up with 6G or something, man. (laughs) I'll be living in 2030 next week, boys. exactly. Like, man, we used to pick on him all the time about how how slow his MacBook is, but with his headphones, he can rule the world. Yeah, who needs a powerful uh, laptop when you've got a Razer headset? (laughs) Exactly uh well that's interesting ryan I, I had not heard of that story so thank you for bringing it up that's uh that's pretty funny
1: yep gotta love it well uh i guess that's it for the news this week right guys that's all i got yep so i think we've all been pretty much playing the same games this week but
2: um
1: anybody want to jump in
2: yeah, well, I think uh, if we if we want, we can probably talk about our uh, takes on on these two games. Uh, which one do you want to start with? You guys want to start with um, kind of like a debrief on on humankind or or the new game we've been playing? Let, let's do humankind first,
1: since that's okay. what we kind of did the live stream on, and then we yeah. can kind of transition into the
2: the new one. Sounds good. So uh, what what have you guys uh, achieved uh, since that live stream, or since the play along? I guess I should call it.
1: So, so, Mike, have you played any more?
2: I play a little bit, just, just a tad, just messing around. Um, but work has kind of taken priority. Um, and the other game I've been playing that is not PC, but I uh, played a little bit, messed around a little bit.
1: All right. Well, uh, Mark and I actually played two rounds, uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, how many turns were they? One was what 150, another one was. 300, oh, 300 wow. games. Yeah, we put some hours in. Um, I've got a total of 26 and a half hours in the, in the game. Mark, I don't know where you're at. I think I'm at
2: 18.8.
1: Micah? You oh, know yeah. where you're I at?
2: got me beat. Let me pull it up. I can tell you. Uh, let's see. Where am I at? Yeah, play time is uh, 130 minutes. Oh, yeah. We've got so. some. We got a lot on you <laughs> Yeah, there. yeah. That's what catching up to do. I know, I
1: do. Well, Micah, we've got some stories to tell you. Okay, good. Well, <laughs>
2: Ryan does. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, that uh, didn't sound very, uh, sound very promising when you're in.
0: You know, I'll, I'll just say I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I was. I'm glad Ryan uh, treated me well. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um. So we'll start with the the cons of the the game thus far. Uh, Mark, there's there's one that I I specifically know about um, that I'd like to mention. There is some serious issues with multiplayer. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, not not while you're in the game and playing, no issues there. How many times did we have to go to the main menu and go back into it, Mark?
0: Dude, I I don't even know. I didn't I didn't keep count because I didn't expect it to keep happening, but it was. It was more than what I thought was, uh, you
2: know, necessary. Well, we yeah. didn't do that during our play along too.
1: Yes. It was the same thing, but I think it and, occurred probably and, what every hour or so maybe.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it's important to note too, you and I, we were, we were both at your house. So, you know, when we did the live stream, we were all, I was at my apartment, you guys were at your houses. Um, so I think it stood to think, you know, Oh yeah, this is just like someone's wi is, probably is having a, a fit but you and i were on the same internet connection um this weekend and it it, yeah like you said it was about every
2: hour was there no local area option on that no oh wow see that's that's interesting yeah and
1: i we did notice that we got desynced a lot before we would just dis- be disconnected right yeah and Oftentimes it was in the middle of,
0: you know, we, it, it would be working fine. And, you know, even if it said we were desynced, we could still kind of, we could still play uh, and get a few turns in. But um, then, then we would notice like one of us would go to move a unit or um, set a policy and it just wouldn't respond. Um, and oftentimes it happened right as things were getting interesting. So we had to exit and come back and we'd be a couple, maybe a turn or two Behind from where we were, uh, and kind of
1: have to set, reset everything up. That's frustrating. Yeah.
2: So, hopefully, that's just a simple bug they're going to fix and work out. Uh, there are other games had multiplayer, right? The uh, Endless Legend, Endless Space. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've never played
0: any of the other games. Um, in fact, I kind of can't believe I, I know of like Endless Space and Sea and all that, but um playing humankind I, I kind of can't believe it's
2: the same guys same team yeah yeah, yeah it's way different from their little fictional universe uh, i don't mean that to sound so dismissive but <laughs> uh, certainly didn't mean that but uh yeah it's it's cool seeing their take on history um yeah it looks like looks like those other two games have multiplayer too i wonder i've never played multiplayer on on those so uh Maybe it's an issue that all our games have at launch, or maybe this one was just a little bit... Maybe it's not quite as optimized. I don't know, but hopefully it gets fixed.
1: Yeah. Um, the other con that I know of that I I'm, don't think I'm... I don't know the right words for this, but basically, I don't think I like. Okay. Is the way they handle war in this game sometimes. Um, you have to have war support. Mm-hmm. Uh by your people which I don't mind that but um, I could literally like destroy a whole civilization but they still can survive because I don't have enough war
2: support for their city to be taken over interesting uh, is it different is there different or varying levels of war support that you gain or lose depending on your on your government that you choose like I would imagine if you had like some sort of fascist dictatorship that you could kind of ignore a low war score
1: you know i I haven't got real deep into it i do know that like you know you get more war support based on like how many grievances grievances you have against them okay um yeah but other than that i mean like if say he's got five cities i destroy all five of them through war you know, once it's over, I have enough war support to claim two of them, and he gets to keep three. Interesting. I'm like, so why did I blow up all those cities?
2: I wonder if it's a mechanic to, uh, kind of ensure that that players aren't knocked out immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, not that I agree with it, but I wonder if it was a if it was a balance issue. If they felt that you could you know maybe rush to get military out and then just steamroll everybody on the map and you know it could be a balance issue
1: yeah well like i said you know i don't have a ton of hours in it yet but just first impressions
2: yeah but that that is frustrating to reuse all your resources to you know conquer five cities but then only can be able to take a few that yeah i could see where that would be very frustrating yeah, and then you've made that
1: civilization mad, so your right. relationship—you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, you're 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 in the target
0: next time. Right. To to piggyback a little bit off of what Ryan's taught, brought up about that, um, the diplomacy I, I feel like leaves a lot to be desired. Um, so, like when Ryan would go to war, and uh, you know he could only take so many cities, or if he was over his city cap. Um, you know, in Civ, you can like give cities away to other um players in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. this game you can't do that unless I read unless you have like a declaration of friendship. Um, but I mean, we played 450 turns, um, and I never once could figure out like the option to find a doc, uh, find out how you set up a declaration of friendship. And I mean, you know, we were in a, we had an alliance, uh, and we had what, what, what diplomacy you could set up like, um, a science agreement where each civilization gets like a boost to your science research or, um, or, or like, a uh, industry agreement where you get a boost to your industry. Um, we, we had all of those. Um, setup but it, it never seems to go further it didn't seem to ever get much past that and i mean maybe maybe that gives a big curve more than i realized um but from my position uh it did once the late game hit your own cities are producing a lot so you know so much that i don't really know that a five percent boost does anything you know what i mean so right. it's, 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 it's like late it. game it does i don't know that it yeah exactly is it
2: worth it Interesting. But, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, other than that, um, I, I'm really enjoying the game. Um, I think it's it's got a Civ background, which we all know, and, you know, you have to compare it to that. But yeah, um, it's got a lot of unique features that are not Civ-like. Uh, I, I really enjoy changing... Um, you know who I am
2: as far as civilization-wise, like multiple times throughout the journey. Yeah, that's a um, really cool take. Um, that's probably my that's probably my favorite take uh, from this game. Um, it's just neat. You can kind of craft a very unique civilization um, based on civilizations of the past. So uh, that I I really like that. Yeah, and, you know what's what's cool and. In-
0: um, Micah, this is Mike. Kind of answers your question a little bit about the different gov- government policies, or um, as far as I like have, like a dictatorship or, or um, you know, a democracy. Um, you, you can really use uh, if, if you get to the next era in time, which I never did, um, <laughs> but you could really use it to kind of to your advantage as far as like, okay, so during the ancient era. I'm gonna focus on just building up my population so you pick a um, you know uh, a, a non-militaristic government one that focuses maybe more on trading um, or or agriculture and you can grow your population and then advance to the next era and then pick a military a, a militaristic civilization and then you know you have all those bonuses um, yeah as far as I know you still need the war support and and you as far as I know you still need to get 100 out of 100 to have the best outcome mm-hmm. um but you know it's kind of cool you can use like you kind of plan it out
1: that way
2: yeah yeah different levels of the game yeah that's cool
1: yeah what i one other thing i really enjoy is the fact that you can add outposts uh so like instead of having a settler like in civ and then that that's who settles your city and that's your next city mm-hmm. anybody can settle an outpost which then y- you can take that outpost and attach it to a city to make it a larger area mm-hmm. or you can convert it to a city later on. That is cool. So uh, I'm really enjoying that. But uh, Mark and I had an interesting second game. Uh, <laughs> I started really learning the mechanics of it and all the adjacency bonuses and things like that. Uh, so needless to say, I became a superpower
2: um, in our world you got to watch ryan when he when he becomes uh, uh a nuclear power just i'm just saying speaking from experience yeah you just gotta you gotta watch so gonna...
0: i kind of got the benefit that we formed an alliance um and ryan not to steal a story away from you but you're fine uh-huh. In, in the beginning, we both kind of were like, okay, so I was the uh, Phoenicians and I think Ryan was the Egyptians to start off with, and we both agreed. We both ended up having two other empires basically right up against us, so we were going to work our way and basically like make it so they couldn't grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the beginning of the game, you have the fog of war, and so you don't really know where you're at, and so I was going to come around the, uh, the eastern side of the Babylonians, uh, but lo and behold, we were on the eastern side of the um, the map, and mm-hmm. so he had the whole entire western side to expand. Um, so I got like, steamrolled yeah. pretty darn quick uh, by Beowulf the Babylonian. That's interesting. <laughs> Beowulf of the Babylonian. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Ryan said,
1: he became a world superpower. Uh, and I'll let him tell you about that. Uh, I mean, I basically just took one city after another, um, <laughs> the and the American and, way and, and migrated strongly to the West. And basically we had two continents we were playing on, um, uh, two large continents. And I think I had what Mark 85% of the one continent. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And, and that was by what, what'd you say, Ryan? Like the classical or medieval era? Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, still gosh. early to early mid game. Yeah, I was cranking out so much uh, industry that it I, I couldn't even keep up with it uh, because it's, I had so many cities. But um, we finally made it to the other continent. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Mark started to grow a little bit more. Uh, eliminated a few em- enemies, but we ended up not making it to turn. 300 we made it to 294 is that right mark oh man, yeah, we were really Almost. close uh we the world was no longer it had too much pollution we couldn't live there anymore
2: well that stinks In- so yeah, guys, it was inhabitable yes yeah, so you guys didn't spawn an elon musk huh it saved the saved humanity no i'm oh. pretty sure that i killed us oh
0: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it after someone reaches, I guess the contemporary era is what the game calls it, um, and they start. You know, you like Ryan had submarines and stuff, um, yeah. and so it'll tell you how much pollution is being put out per turn
2: just by pumping whoever's pumping out. Just pumping out uh, CO two.
0: Yeah, it got. I don't know what it's measured by, but uh, it, it. I think at, like by the end, it was like 56 k of pollution Lord. per turn, um, and like the announced the narrator will come on and be like. Soon the earth will no longer be inhabitable if the Empire putting out this pollution is not dealt with. And like I literally had for half the game, I had one city. Uh, because Beowulf just messed me up so bad. So I and I was in an alliance with him, so I was just rolling with however he wanted to roll with.
2: Um but yeah, we uh we did not live to see. It's a little it's a little dark, man. Like the so the game gives you as the solution for this pollution is not like like green initiatives or technology that you can use to convert pollution back to clean air they just say okay if you want to continue living on this planet you have to commit genocide on this on this civilization
1: well to be fair there are some options you can do for pollution okay from from a green standpoint but uh here's the thing it tells you who's committing the pollution so, all the other cities could... They know. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's actually a pretty good, you know, way to cover it in yeah, the game. That's I mean, true. They do a good job because you can either make that superpower mad who's committing on the pollution or you can, you know, try and fix it yourself or, you know, use diplomacy to have them fix it.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: So, I, I think this game's got a lot of potential. I just... They just got to work out the kinks,
2: and maybe we got to figure out a couple of things on it as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to uh, jump back in, and I'll should have some time this weekend. So, all I'm right, interested, well, to, interested to play a little bit more. Yeah, jump back in, see what you think,
1: uh, see what you can uh, work up. We'll do. Um, so I know we were talking about having a, another game we all played, but since we're running low on time, I think we're going to hold some. Yeah, a little, entertainment for next week
2: absolutely a little tease for next week uh
1: so you guys have anything else or is that it
2: uh just as always uh if you enjoy the show we would love your support head over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast take a look at what we offer and uh if you feel so inclined uh please uh give us your support we would very much appreciate it yep
0: yep and uh also, uh, leave a, feel free to leave a review or, or rate us on Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Spotify uh, that helps us out too um, gets a little bit uh, circulating, uh, and it's it's free. So if you don't want to join Patreon but you want to help us out a little bit,
2: uh, that'd be that'd be a great help. Please do, and, and uh, be honest, but don't be like brutally honest because i have feelings so yeah we are just three regular dudes yeah exactly
1: that's right and um for this week's shout out we're going to do a local shout out uh it's going to be in advance north carolina
2: advance nc baby
1: yeah small town out here in the in the country
0: so appreciate you they have they advance has like if you're ever in advance, you got it. I don't remember the name of the Mexican restaurant, Ryan. You might. Uh, they have It is one of the best. They have like this guacamole dip that has pico in it. And maybe that's not unique, <laughs> but they do it like
1: no other. <laughs> uh, I can tell you the name, but I'll probably butcher it. So please forgive me. Uh, Los Toritos, I think. Los Toritos. Yeah, shouts out to them. Shout out to Los Yep. So I tell you what, we just give credit where credit is due. Man, we yep. love people. You got to. You got to.
2: But all right, guys. Have a good week. You as well. Yep. Uh, we yep. will talk to you next time. Talk all to right. y'all in a bit. See ya. Bye.